Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel, your host, and thank you so much for joining me. If I seem like I'm rejuvenated, it's because I am. I've been just really practicing self-love lately and just recharging my batteries. And I tell you, this show could not be coming at a better time. I know as women, and I know most of you guys tuning in tonight are women, we tend to really spread ourselves really, really thin. And we are our own biggest enemies. And I've heard it so many times from patients that I just am my own biggest enemy. I deal with the same thing too. So I am so excited for tonight's show this um, guest, I've actually been, been waiting for a couple months to have her on the show, so I'm just, I'm just so excited. Before we uh, go into who my guest is and what this show is all about, just want to give you guys a couple of announcements. Um, next week's show, mark your calendars. I'm going to have Dr. Daniel Chong back on the show. He is a naturopathic doctor up in Portland, Oregon. And we're going to be talking all about self-testing, testing that you can actually do at home, different kinds of tests just to, to assess your health and what these tests all mean and what you can actually do about it. So, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, naturopathic medicine can be kind of pricey. So it's not always, you know, easy to be able to work with a naturopathic doctor from a financial standpoint. So we're going to give you guys some really great tips for how you can do some self-checks at home and what you can really do about it. So it will be a very empowering show. So tune in. That will be next week at Tuesday at 6. Also, if you guys are going to Paleo FX, I'm super excited to see you. Um, This is a paleo conference at the end of this month. Uh, I think it's March 26th, 27th, and 28th. So check therealpaleofx.com, and I'm going to be giving a lecture on the naturopathic medicine uh, perspective on paleo diet and how to kind of go beyond diet and, uh, you know, be able to kind of fine-tune things um, depending on the person. So it would be really fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. It will be in Austin, Texas. Uh, let's see, what else here? Always check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Noel. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com slash Noel, And always check out my, my website, drlaurennoel.com. And please let me know if you have any feedback about the show, if you have any questions you'd like for me to answer. Um, and I just would love to hear from you guys. I always love to see, you know, how, how the show is going for you guys and um, any kind of feedback. So that would be great. So for tonight, we have Christina Rilla on the show. She is the author of Madly in Love with Me which is the daring adventure of becoming your own best friend. And there's really not many books like this out there. It sounds like a little foreign because we're always learning about how to make relationships better with our husbands or, you know, our boyfriends or our friends or, you know, maybe work relationships. But very rarely do we actually talk about how to become in love with yourself. Um, I think especially as women, we, we tend to think, oh, that's selfish or that's narcissistic or I don't want to be full of myself. And, and you know, we, we tend to serve people around us so much and um, you know we need to be able to live fill our own tanks and as we do that we're able to really help other people so much more because then we don't resent helping people right because then we're we have our tanks full and we can actually help people and do it willingly with a joyful heart so um, and I think from a health perspective you know it's very important I think a lot of diseases start with stress um, a lot of diseases start in the mind and so this is a very very important topic from a health standpoint 
um, our guest is a transformational teacher. She's an internationally re- recognized speaker, and she's the author of Choosing Me Before We. She's the founder of the International Self-Love Day, February 13th, so the day before Valentine's Day, and the, co- the co-founder of a virtual self-love school for women, Inner Mean Girl Reform School, and she lives in Northern California. So, Christine, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Happy to be here. Hello, hello, hello. Talk about love and self-love. It's my favorite topic in the whole world, so thanks for inviting me to to be on tonight. I'm excited. I know. I'm already feeling the love already, and it's cool. I actually took work off today to just take care of stuff I had to do for myself, you know? It's just been really nice. Like, I, I it wasn't one of those go, 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 you know, just running around kind of days. It was like, you know, take care of stuff at home and just, you know, clean my place and make good food. So I'm, like, totally in the vibe. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. I'm excited to jump in. Yeah, so I'd love to hear a little bit about you. Now, I don't have a whole lot of, you know, background of what your whole, um, you know, movement is about. I mean, I I saw your your book on Amazon. I've been reading it, and I absolutely love it. But I'd love to hear, you know, a little bit more about you and what kind of brought you to this whole love movement. Well, I will be honest with all of you that when I was getting my MBA at Kellogg when I lived in Chicago, I did not take any classes on self-love. No, they did not have them, although I think they could, they should. Could you imagine, like, taking a class in self-compassion in college? Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe even in kindergarten. Like, really, well, actually, I think in kindergarten we still know how. Like, fourth grade would probably be a good time to, to introduce them. Um, so I had, you know, I I had just, I had, you know, I was not the queen of self-love back then. Didn't really even think about self-love, and if you had asked me a decade ago if I loved myself, I would have said to you, well, yes, of course I do, and I would have been totally lying. And not because I was a liar or I was, you know, I was like some deep, dark basket case, but really because I didn't even know what that is. I didn't know what that was. I, mm-hmm. I was a woman who always had a lot of self-confidence and always had a lot of self-esteem. So on the outside, I always looked really successful. I had the big jobs. I was, you know, always number one in my class, and I and I rose up the ranks in any career very fast. And um, in my relationships, however, were, were a different story. I um, was in the wrong relationship for 14 years and six months, too long. And when that ended 10 years ago, um, with him basically saying he didn't want to marry me on the way to our engagement party, Mm. yikes, Um, I had to, I I came face to face with a really tough question, which was how did a smart woman like me end up here? And the answer that came back was, well, Christine, you have a lot of self-esteem. You had a lot of self-confidence. You know, I have, a, I have a very high happiness set point. So I was, you know, fooling myself for a very long time that I was actually happy, that I was happy. And the answer that came back was two things. Number one, Christine, you don't love yourself. And number two, um, and you don't know what it means. And number two, you've been settling for a long time. And you've just not been willing to admit it. So that, that night 10 years ago, I was I remember laying in bed. I can still go back to this moment. I'm laying in bed in my girlfriend's apartment. And I remember I took two promises with myself. One is that I would, um, I, would, I, would love, I would fall in love with myself no matter what. And two, I would never settle for less than my heart and soul desired ever again. And that meant that I actually had to go figure out what self-love was because no one around me knew. And I had to also go figure out what my heart and soul really wanted because I had no clue about that either. And so here I stand now, 10, 11 years later, with the answer to how do you love yourself? And that is Mm -hmm. why I wrote Maldi in Love With Me because I think most of us don't really know what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and is this like a destination, like you officially love yourself now forever, or is this like a practice that you continually do for yourself? 
oh, this is a practice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could tell you all. You don't like it if I could just say, here's the pill, here's the magic five steps, right. <laughs> you're done. And, and, that's, and that's not the case. It's not the case in your relationships. I mean, think about this yeah. in your relationships. In any given moment, you have the choice to choose love for that person mm-hmm. or choose criticism choose separation, choose disconnection, choose meanness, choose hate, choose, you know, vulnerability. There's all kinds of choices that you that you can you can make in a relationship with other people. It's the same thing with ourselves. That we mm-hmm. in the moment have to choose are we going to give love to ourselves in that moment in whatever form we need it? Or are mm-hmm. we going to give ourselves fear, obligation, shame, guilt, uh, judgment, pressure, unrealistic expectations, comparison? I mean, I can go on and, <laughs> and yeah. worry, anxiety. And, and so, no, right. it really is, it's, 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 it's a choice. And so the, the way that I, I go about self-love is really thinking about it as that self-love is a practice. It's something that you get to do every day for the rest of your life. And that's my gift is I have created all these tangible ways to do that because I've had to do them on myself and after myself, all the people that I ended up working with and still mm-hmm. work with. So what have you seen for yourself from, from doing this practice? I mean, what, what kind of things have you experienced personally? Well, gosh, my whole my whole life has changed to actually align with what actually makes me happy and mm-hmm. not the idea of what I thought would make me happy, right? So many of us are on what I call the escalator to death, which is also known as the American dream, which is, you know, get the job and then you get the job to make the money to buy the house and then you buy the house to you know have the relationship to have the kids to buy the bigger house to have the second house to have the you know and it never ever stops and all of a sudden you're at the gates you know the pearly gates after you die and you look back and you're like wow whose life did I live that wasn't even my life because not only for me did I almost almost choose the wrong romantic relationship I almost chose the wrong life path for myself I if I had not put myself on the path to self-love I would have ended up selling cheese for a living and not good cheese, like Velveeta cheese, you know, and I don't even think that's really cheese. And not that someone doesn't have to sell cheese because that's, you know, a fine profession. It's just not my gift, right? It's not my right. gift. And so things like I get to give my gifts to the world. I get to travel the world, write books, speak, teach to women and men and ch- children of all ages. I'm in the process of selling my house right now and going on the road for four months to travel the country and then potentially the world. I'm married to an amazing, gentle, loving, strong man. I have a soul family of people who love me. I I know who I am. I know who I'm not. I can feel really um, loved and wealthy no matter how much money is in my bank account. Like These are like real things that have happened because of self-love. And it's not just some idea. It literally it is to me the, the path to happiness and success. Oh, my gosh, I want to just write down, like, half the things you said. You feel wealthy no matter how much money is in your bank account. Yes. That is awesome. Yes, PhD-level self-love we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. True. I mean, that, and that's the roots of self-love. I talk about self-love as um, a tree that has ten branches, and then there's the roots. And the roots are self-worth. And write a book about self-love, and you'll find all the ways that you don't love yourself or that, you're, that your worth is really ve- where your worth comes from. And it's, it's interesting um, because I'm actually getting ready to leave for Washington, D.C., where I'm speaking on March 8th on the International, International Women's Day. And it's the first time I'll be speaking in public about knowing your worth 
and really mm. looking about where our worth, especially as women and men too, I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's a different flavor, where our worth really comes from. And that's been the that's been the, the deeper levels of self love that I've been really working in the last couple of years because I really looked and saw how even though I've been on a spiritual path for ten years, even though I um you know, I, I love my body, even the places that I don't like her, that I can you know, I can I can ward off comparison when it shows up. I, I've I've released, you know, things like gossip and, and self criticism, like a lot of things that I used to do to myself I don't. And there's still a lot of ways in which I can be tied into that uh, that value system that I say that I that I often think came from the self-esteem handbook, which is the book that kind of there isn't actually really a self-esteem handbook, but I think there was like a cultural self-esteem handbook. There was the message to us was that you can do and be and have anything. And this was a really important message that came about in the 60s and the 70s, and it elevated our culture, elevated our consciousness. And however, what happened is that we actually got the message mixed up. And so even though we, we know we can do and be and have everything, we feel pressure to do and be and have it all. Mm. And so our sense, of, our sense of worth and our value has become connected to how much you do, how much you have, right. or who you, are, who you are in the standing of you know, whatever society and structure you're in, which is why we don't ever feel enough, no matter how much we do, how much we have, no matter who we become, because that value system is tied to the external reflection back to that. And deep mm-hmm. self-worth has to start inside. Mm-hmm. Now, in the midst of all this craziness, of all these pressures from society and you know everything that we're expected to do and what we expect ourselves to do, what, where do people start just to kind of get through all, all of the uh, craziness of that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first step is just to, just to like, everyone just, like, really, I want you to just, to like, open up the possibility that the word self-love and loving yourself could become part of your vernacular. Like, literally start to use the word love as it actually, how as it responds to you. We use love all the time for other people, but we don't use it for ourselves. And I know it sounds simple, and it's like, what is she talking about? She just wants me to use the word love. It's going to change my life. Well, it's going to start changing your life. Because mm-hmm. there is something that, that, that is true about, and just imagine this for a second. I'm going to give you a little exercise. Think about someone in your life right now that you love. Mm-hmm. That you just like love unconditionally. It's super easy for you to give love to that person or that being. You know, it could be your dog. It doesn't matter. But somebody that you just easy, easily love. And yeah. imagine somebody. So, what's that? Oh, I said I got it. I'm thinking of my mom right now. Okay, so, you got your yeah. mom. Okay, awesome. Great. So you got your mom, right? And you, whoever, all you got to listen, you have your person too. So, and, and just send love to that person. Send love, send love. And then, like, think and, and, and notice that maybe all of us are watching you give love to that person. And what would we all say? We'd be like, wow, that's really great. She loves her mom. She loves her dog. She loves her dad. He loves her his kids. You know, whatever. We'd be like, that's good. Now, imagine... That same love, take that same love you're directing at that person that you love and send it back to yourself and feel all that love come back to you. And how does that feel? It feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. It feels really good and it feels slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, one thing I noticed is when I was sending it to my mom, I felt my, my chest like expand, like it was like open, and I did it to myself, and it was like kind of felt a little constricting at first. Like it was like, uh-uh, wait, what are you doing? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the yeah. voice, right? And so it's like if we had people around us watching us, so we'd be like, like, why is she loving herself? Why is he loving it? That's weird. That's wacky. That's like that's selfish. 
that's that's the cultural conditioning that even like I know you get that self love is a good idea like like you're pro self love right mhm and so but even though you're pro self love and you teach it and you speak it and you talk it but when you actually went to go practice it right there there was something that went like hurt right because right. that happens for all of us because in our culture if you look up the definition of self love on the dictionary it's conceit vanity and narcissism Mm. Wow. And those three things are like being called a leper, you know, in our right. society. And 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 definitions are really important because they're a reflection of the collective consciousness. And so none of us want to be lepers, none of us want to be called a narcissist. Um good news is that narcissism is actually a disease that starts very young at a very young age, around the age of two or three. So if you're not a narcissist already, you don't have to really worry about becoming a narcissist. And narcissists actually have a lack of self love and a lack of self worth. Like so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> not contagious. <Yay. laughs> not contagious. And so this is why one of the reasons, like the illustration that I just did for you, the is one of the reasons is that it's so hard to actually take the loving action for ourselves. Right, because all all of you know listening right now, we all get this, and you and I get this too, right? That's why we are like we're like, okay, drink your green drink, and you know, get to bed and have eight hours of sleep and exercise. That's good self care, okay? Only have loving relationships, okay? That's good self respect. Make sure that you do things that are fun and you have joy in your in your life, and and things that are happiness don't work all the time, okay? That's good self pleasure. Uh, be confident, good self-esteem. Like we know all these things, right? Like be right. nice to yourself. That's good self-compassion. You know, love your body, even the parts you don't like. That's good self-acceptance. But somehow, in the moment when it's like, oh gosh, I've been working for twelve hours. Maybe I should stop and have like an evening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, gosh, I haven't actually got up off this chair from in front of this computer for three days. Maybe I should go to dance class. Right. <laughs> or you mean I should just rest? I can't rest. Resting, that's not doing anything. The reason, right, we can't give ourselves permission to do what we already know is the loving act. Hmm. And much of that is because of the way that we value ourselves or because of where we think love comes from. Mm. Wow, that's some deep stuff. So what do we do? How do we give ourselves the permission to push through that? Well, I think... One thing is just to, you know, it's, it's 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 funny as you said that all of a sudden the whole tree of self-love kind of pops up into my into my mind. And when I wrote Madly in Love With Me, it was interesting. I wrote the, I wrote I wrote hundred and like forty thousand words for the first draft of the book, and then it was like I wrote the Bible of self-love. Like I've written the Bible <laughs> of self-love, and my editor and I were like, no one wants to read the Bible, Christine, of self-love. <laughs> So like, what can I give to people that will just be a way for them to really look at where they love themselves and where they don't to give them real bite-sized ways to actually take action and start to choose love for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I wrote the book, what came to me was, or when I, when I, when I decided what part was going to be the book, it was about the tree of self-love. And the tree of self-love really helps you understand the, the, the full spectrum of self-love, which I think of self-love as a tree, and the tree has 12, 10 branches, and the, and the roots of the tree are self-worth. And you all have 10 branches of self-love, and some of those branches are really blooming and they're, 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 they're healthy, and other branches are, like, waning or, like, you know, half fallen off or, like, rotted away. Or, you know, maybe they're just a little in need of love. 
And so I um, and so in the book, there's actually the, the middle ten chapters. There's one for each branch, and there's a pulse check that you can do to see where you love yourself a bunch and where you don't, and then choose which branches you want to go deeper in. And then every February, on February 13th, which is the International Day of Self-Love, so if you didn't already know that, please put that on the calendar so that you can join us for next year. Every Feb- This last February, I threw a self-love concert. So every February, I throw, I throw an event on the thir- 13th. I did a self-love concert wow. this year. And I did a meditation at the, during the concert that takes you through the tree to identify which branch is most in need of love this year. Mm. Uh, and then you you identify that branch or it tells you what branch is always you never really know what branch is going to show up and then you make right. a promise to keep to yourself so that during your everyday life you can always come back to feeding that branch and I'll give you I'll give you an example so for example my branch last year was self pleasure and self pleasure chose me because I am a recovering achievement junkie and doing addict, so I don't achieve and do anymore kind of from that self-critical place like I used to or that like that, that have to like prove myself or get outside recognition the way that I used to. But I love my job so much and I love what I do that I can, I can fall into that pattern that especially as women we do where we give and give and give and give and give and then give some more and then all of a sudden like we're like empty. And what was happening for me is that my little girl, like my inner little girl, the little kid inside of me, was like going on strike. She's like, Christine, uh, yeah, I know like you're speaking and speaking and talking and writing and, you know, doing all this great stuff for the world, um, but I want to go to the movies and um, I want to read Narnia books and uh, I want to go shopping for pink Converse gym shoes. Like, can we have some fun? (laughs) You're so serious, Christine. Yeah, you're so serious. So... I made, a ple- I made a promise to myself. I said, okay, that's my branch for the year. And I made a promise to myself. And the promise was this. And I made a self-love promise. And self-love promises are really powerful because when you, this, is how, this is how in the moment you give yourself permission to choose the love versus choosing fear, guilt, shame, obligation, et cetera, et cetera. So the promise pulls you back to love versus those other things. So my promise was no matter how much work there is to do, I will always find time for fun. Mm. So a couple months ago when I was spending, I was with my partner, Amy Ehlers. She and I run something called Intermean Girl Reform School, and um, we were together, and we were planning this retreat that we're doing at Kripalu in April this year where we're going to take people through the process that we take people through to reform their inner critics into their inner superheroines. And we spent the whole day, like, you know, mapping out the retreat, what we were going to do, 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 do. Really great day. And then I needed to go home because I had, like, a whole tour I was planning and planning for where I'm speaking at as I leave my house and go on the road. And my inner mean girl was like, Christine, you got to go home. you got stuff to do. And then that self-love branch popped out, Dr. Laura, and it was like, ding, 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 ding. Uh, hello, Christine. You made a promise to yourself. And no matter how much work there is to do, you'll have fun. And so in that moment, I was able to stop and say, okay, Amy, you know what? I'm going to stay for dinner. And we had dinner and we had wine and we hung out and we had a great time together. And then, of course, you know what happened? I went home the next day, or went home that night, and I woke up in the morning, and I got my work done lickety-split. Right, totally. Because I was full, right? Yeah. Because I was full. So, mm-hmm. so one thing you could do is start is to pick your branch, and you can still download the self-love concert. Actually, I have to update the page, but you can still go there and download it. It's at selfloveconcert.com, and you can get the full concert, and towards the end of the concert, I take you through a whole meditation um, that actually brings you through the, the, the branches of self-love. 
Mm. Oh, I love it. I could just like learn about this stuff all day. What um what are some of the branches that you find are the most common or like the most common one that ladies deal with? Uh, self-compassion huge one like just and then it's like oh my god it's like it's like we are we are having like you know we always talk about heart disease and lung disease and all those kinds of diseases which are very important diseases cause especially because one in four women will die of heart disease because we're so freaking stressed out um but yeah. part of the reason we're so stressed out is because we lack self-compassion and i, yeah. I really think that we're ha- there's like this silent epidemic of this disease that is all about the pressure that we put on ourselves to reach these unrealistic expectations. And because mm-hmm. of those unrealistic expectations, because of the comparison that's running rampant in our society, and I kind of think of these almost like the toxic habits of your inner mean girl, right? There's comparison, unrealistic expectations, gossip, watching negative media, like just like go on and on and on, perfectionism. Yeah. And and what happens, especially for women, because we have this pressure to do and be and have it all, and we feel the pressure to be superwoman, and we look around and we think everybody else is doing it right and we're doing it wrong because we're comparing ourselves all the time, not realizing that, um, in fact, everybody else is feeling just like we are. <laughs> Overworked, <laughs> overwhelmed, over it, like striving to reach some unsustainable way of life. And it's like, you know, we talk about the planet being unsustainable, you know, like, heck, our lives are unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. And as women, we're in a very masculine type of society trying to be as, as much of a man as we can and be productive and all this stuff. And I, I just, um, I'm, I'm on a high because I was just at a seminar over the week in a workshop on developing my inner queen. You know, it's the, the work with um, Alison Armstrong's work through PAX, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. Um, and it's just so amazing just, like, really getting that you can have power with the feminine. You don't have to become a man to be powerful. And I think that's a big part of the self-compassion thing is we just try to be something that we're really not designed to be, and then we just beat ourselves up for it because we're not being that, you know. It's, well, and, and actually when I teach the um, in Intermingle Reform School, we I call it the feminine superpower of compassion. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that 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 is. Um, I teach seventeen different feminine superpowers in addition to the self love. It's not that's not in the book, but we I call it the feminine superpower of compassion. And there's other ones: there's the feminine superpower of vulnerability, the feminine superpower of intuition, the feminine superpower of pause, the feminine superpower of invitation, the feminine superpower of receiving. These are all really powerful. Um, these are really all powerful energies that we have inside of us that are definitely more feminine. But because we as women have been really brought up to, and it's because of this overfocus on self-esteem and mm-hmm. and over like if I can do and be and have it all. And at some level, when we talk about it as the masculine and the feminine, and and that's a helpful context. But in general, it's really it's, it's all about what, where are we driving ourselves based on fear. Yeah. Absolutely. And that fear or not feeling like that we have enough, and that's you know that's not man woman, that's like that's human being, and I think especially as women, especially for those high achievers, people who have been successful or people who um are really smart and intelligent or just just all of us right every year, I run a program called the Inner Wisdom Golden Circle, which is about twenty women. And we get together for nine months, and we go in deep into each month, one superpower at a time, starting with receiving, surrender, trust. And it's, 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 it's always so amazing to me because, for me, the, some of the deepest healing around self-worth came from my connection to the feminine superpowers. 
and learning them for myself. And like I, I learned that I was a really great achiever. I was a really sucky receiver. Right. <laughs> right? And when you're just yeah. a great achiever and you're a sucky receiver, what happens is that you put all this pressure on yourself to be the one to have to do it all. And you're over-responsible mm-hmm. and you take on more and you do more than you have to. When yeah. you're a great receiver, you're actually much more open to allow things to come to you. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember when I left my corporate job six years ago, and I was so used to being an achiever in corporate America because that's what you did. Like that's how I was. That's how I was successful. And I remember when I started my own business, and I was like, "Oh my God, if I try to do it that way, I'm going to fall over and die of exhaustion, or I'm going to go bankrupt. Like one of the two is going to happen." Because, yeah. you know, and and so I think that, like, receiving, and, and think of it this way. Like, here's, like, a really sh- small example of receiving. Think of a time that someone's given you a compliment, and they say something to you. And they're like, oh, you know, my gosh, that's like the, I love your scarf. It's so pretty. And then mm-hmm. you say, oh, this whole thing, I just got this. Oh, oh, I got a target. It was three bucks, you know. And immediately yeah. you've not received the love. You've just Mm -hmm. pushed love out of your life. So no thank you. You've basically flipped off love. Right. And we do that as women all the time. My friend Marcy Shymoff, she wrote the book um, Love for No Reason. She says that it, she she teaches that it takes 20 seconds to receive a compliment. And a compliment is a form of love. So next time, and this is one of the the daring acts of love, I I love to do videos called Love Dares. And if you actually go to my site, site, chooseselflove.com, there's something called Self Love TV on there, and you'll see these wacky dares that I I, like do myself and I invite you all to do them a little wacky sometimes because self-love should be fun. And so one of the ones that I love to do is called Add-On, Get Bragged On and Add-On. Which is basically you go you, you you spend some time with a friend and you have that friend say really nice things to you. You have to receive it, and then you have to brag. You have to add on. You got to add on and be like, oh my god, yeah, the scarf. I know, isn't it great? I love it so much. It really brings out the color of my eyes, you know. And and that's such a small example, but I but we do but the, the, just think of that magnified times a thousand of how you don't receive support, how you don't receive all kinds of other things in your life. It goes all the way back to how you can't receive a compliment about your scarf. It just makes me laugh. I'm thinking about my girlfriends. We we do that all the time. They'll be like, oh, Lauren, I love such and such. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> like, you know, and they just laugh because it's just funny the way we, you know, but I'll take a compliment. I'll, I'll do it as a joke. But after a while of joking around, you, it actually starts to sink in. You're like, wow, I'm kind of fabulous. <laughs> yeah, you are kind of fabulous. We're all fabulous. Lauren's fabulous. I'm fabulous. You know, it's, and that's that thing, right? It's like, it's so funny because it's we're brought up to believe. Oh, don't, you know, don't be a bragger, don't be too big yeah. for your britches. And, you know, people that brag, they brag because there's a lack of self-love. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's yeah. like a puffing up that has to happen. Actually appreciating yourself and acknowledging yourself and is is, is, is a very loving, is a, is a very loving, loving act. And a, a lot of the women that I work with, that's like even even the ones that you would look at and be like, wow, you know, she's a vice president or she's a she's a you know she's made it in her career. Like the racket that's going on inside their heads, same racket that you have going on inside your head. Should be doing more. You're not enough. You're failing. People are going to think that you're you know that they're going to find that you're a fraud. You know, she's doing better than you. What's wrong with you? I mean, this is like the racket you're in, or Mean Girl. 
is mm-hmm. is running on you and and I you know I know for me I have five intermean girls I have five they've all been transformed thank goodness because they've all gone through intermean girl reform school but I re- and I remember the first one mean Patty she's my comparison queen and mean Patty while well, she has red hair wears a smock and has really big rulers and when my first book choosing me before we came out she was not impressed at all. She let me celebrate for like three weeks. I got a dress, had a party, super duper, and then she was on my ass. She's like, Christine, yeah, yeah great, I got a book, blah de blah, but you don't have a website, and you've never been on TV, and uh, Oprah has a couch. What do you have? And you know, Marianne Williamson has like eight thousand gazillion followers, and you have like five hundred. And uh, Barbara Walters, look at all the people she's been interviewing. What have you been doing with your life? You're, you know, what have you been doing? And I was like, like literally, like. Lauren is, like, paralyzed, you know, like, just, like, yeah. you know, spending money, spending energy, spending time, sw- swirling around. And yeah. and this was before, I, you know, I, I formed it, or I mean, Girl Forum School, because I didn't know that I had this, you know, this 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 evil <laughs> inner critic inside of me. And I remember on Christmas morning, after right before the book came out, it was just, like, 2008, I sat down with her, and I said, all right, me and Patty, this is it. You and me. We're having a talk because if you don't knock this off, like we are never going to be able to to get, we're never going to be able to achieve the things we want to achieve and have the impact that we want to have. Like you're killing me. Mm-hmm. And I said, so here's the thing, me and Patty, and this is you, all of you that have comparison queens out there, and comparison queens can show up as either the inferiority queen, which is she's telling you and comparing your worst to everyone else's best or your mediocrity to everyone else's best or why aren't you as good as everyone else, or she mm-hmm. can be the superiority queen as well when she, she basically says, oh, you're better than that, oh, you're better than that creates disconnection. So any of you that compare, listen up. Okay, so here's what I did. I said, okay, me and Patty, here's the deal. This is true for all comparison queens and kings. They have a talent. I'm like, you have a talent, me and Patty, and your talent is you go out there and you find people who are really good at what they do, and you bring them back to torment me. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Currently, that's what you do. So right. if your skill is finding people who excel at what they do, perhaps you could bring them back instead of tormenting me you could inspire me. Mm. And she sat there for a little bit, rubbed her chin. She's like, hmm. So I could still go out and do that, but I just have to shift, you know, from the comparison to the inspiration. I'm like, yep, exactly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to promote you. I'm going to promote you to my talent scout. She's like, <laughs> promotion, all right, excellent, because all other mean girls, really, they really want to work for you. The problem is is that they're just doing a job they no longer need to do. So I wish I became a talent scout. And literally within two weeks, I, my assistant found this random posting on Google search because she was out looking for speaking gigs for me. And it turned out to be this woman named Amy Ehlers who was actually um, running a teleseries before teleseries were cool because it was like back mm-hmm. in 2008. And... And 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 she's like, I'm like, oh, you guys are gonna meet this lady. And so, and I wanted to do a teleseries back then called Self Love Studio. And I'm like, if my comparison queen had still been rampant, my comparison queen would have been like, oh, she's already doing it, you can't do it. But because she had been mm-hmm. transformed, I sent Amy an email that said, you know, kindred spirits on it. And Amy emails me back. She said she was getting like hundreds of emails during the time, but she saw mine, of course, got through because it was full of love. And right. it turns out, Lauren, that we lived less than a mile from each other a mile and so we go to lunch i mean it was ridiculous i mean like it was ridiculous you know we went for walks we started talking we're like she's like she teaches 
the big fat lies, and I was teaching the inner mean girl. We're like, oh my god, we have to do something. So we we did the inner mean girl reform school course, and then like mm-hmm. people's lives were changing. We're like, oh, we got to do it again, and like people were like, oh my god, I was like, you know, I've lost ten pounds. I I left a relationship. I started school, and we're like, okay, we got to do it again, and we just kept doing it, and then people kept coming and now we you know now we run that and we run retreats and we run the golden circle together we have a business together and the business is only about doing good for helping people love themselves and be empowered and that never would have happened i never would have found that kind of partnership mm. in my in my romantic relationship with noah or in my business relationship with amy if my comparison queen was still running the show that's that's wow. the power of self love That is so cool. And, you know, so many women, you know, we get competitive, right? We do this, like, comparison. And, like, similar to the whole comparison thing, where we get competitive with each other. And it's like – and it robs us of being able to join together and create really amazing movements like you and Amy have done. So it's awesome. It does. I mean, comparison is an instant disconnector. And so here's my – can I dare everybody? Can I give everyone a a dare? Yeah, please. Okay, so daring act of love. Madly in love with me is all about taking daring acts of love because it's not again, it's not, you can't just sit around and think about it. You got to actually take the action. So uh, I dare you all to go on a comparison cleanse for 40 days. For 40 days. If you're not quite sure you want to do 40, you can do seven. But 40, if you can do anything for 40 days, you can change. The yogis, the metaphysicians, and the brain scientists all agree. 40 days, you can release and change a pattern. And, and and I do this. I do forty day self love practices all the time. This is how I've made major shift in my life. In the book, Mailed in Love with Me, there's a whole chapter actually on how to create your own forty day practice. Every summer, I do a forty day summer of self love practice that we we do together. I'll be doing one about loving our body and treating it as a temple this summer. But comparison, I did this one three times in one year. Three forty day mm. practices because it was like I mean like I like I'm like well, I'm not kidding when I have when I said I have an inner mean girl comparison queen she was a queen talk about queens um she was you know mm. she probably I should send her to Allison's program um, yeah <laughs> well she's been transformed yeah. now so she's all good but definitely that powerful queen energy and so when you go in a comparison queen the the, the rule is really simple when you find yourself comparing comparing yourself to somebody else you stop drop and turn that into inspiration or appreciation. Now that means that you actually have to reach out to that person, this is the daring part, and tell them what you appreciate or or is inspiring. So for me, I sent Amy an email. I didn't know her. Didn't stop me from sending her an email. I still sent her an email. Marianne Williamson went on her Facebook page. If I'm in a room and it happens, you go up to the person, if they're in person, and you tell them, gosh, you know, this really inspired me about you. And instantly that comparison will melt away, a space will open up, and you will step more into your greatness. Mm-hmm. And you do this for 40 days, and you'll start to see and feel the ways and the beliefs that are keeping you stuck in this pattern of comparison that's not serving you. What about, what about if, if you compare yourself to the way that you used to be, so comparing yourself to yourself? Yeah, that's exactly where you are. You're very intuitive. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> Because we do that too, right? We have this idea of what we think we should be, and then we compare ourselves to that idea, right, or that yeah. unrealistic expectation, really. And I, I am a big believer in the the power of love mantras. And love mantras are different than affirmations slightly in that I think, I think affirmations, sometimes people think, oh, if I just say it over and over and over again to myself, then I'll believe it. And that's not what I'm talking about. 
mantra is different than affirmations in that mantra actually, and it comes from, you know, if you think of mantras, mostly usually connected to song. Because mantra, and when you're singing, right, and, and is that there's literally a vibration that comes out of your body that changes the vibration of your body and of the room and of the space. And so mantra is about literally shifting the way that you feel. I don't, it, it's, it's so much easier to shift the way that you feel versus thinking that if I just, you know, if I just say this thing 50,000 times that somehow I'm going to be different. And while there's, there's, a, there's a reality to that, it's actually much deeper than that is that you have to actually feel it. And oftentimes you won't feel it to start, but if you keep doing it, you will feel the love. And I want you to feel the love, hence love mantra. So when you find yourself in that place where you're comparing yourself to who you think you should be or ought to be or used to be, you stop, you close your eyes. Go ahead and do this right now. Stop, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart. You're putting your hand on your heart is your instant connection to yourself. And take a couple breaths with yourself. And then I'm going to give you this best friend love mantra. And I want you just to say this to yourself right now and feel the words coming into your heart. You are doing the best that you can. And it's enough. You are doing the best that you can. And it's enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just say that over and over and over again like your best friend was speaking it to you until you can feel it in your heart. You feel that release. You're doing the best that you can. And you know what? It's enough. It's enough. Mm. Another one that I love is, um, and we're doing this this month, I I, I do something called the Love Club, which is... um, is for anyone around the world um, who wants to go deeper into the different branches of self-love. Each month we, we take on a branch and we activate it and we go deeper into that branch and grow our, we pour miracle grow all over it and do adventures and meditations and all kinds of things. And we're doing self-compassion this month and we're working with three love mantras and one is the one I just gave you and the other one is called, um, the other one is, um, hey, you're learning. You're learning. And that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. I'm uh it's funny, I normally when I do my show I'm like sitting at my desk, you know, in front of my computer and I'm actually laying on my bed right now, my dog is cuddling me. Like it's all <laughs> love in this room right now. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> so awesome. Um wow. What what have you done today or recently to to love yourself? Like, what are some things that you that you do on a regular? Uh, well, I use those two mantras. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. for sure. I definitely use those two mantras. Um, well, let me talk a little bit about the self care branch because this is one that I practice um, a lot. Okay. Because of being a recovering achievement junkie and a person who used to definitely you know give too much energy away, where a lot of us have been conditioned. I talked a little bit about the self-sacrifice handbook. There's another handbook that we've all been conditioned to believe in as well, which is the self-sacrifice handbook. And this is why it's so hard for you all and me and, you know, Dr. Laura, I'm not sure if this is true for you too, of, of, um, of how, why can't we actually follow through and do things to take care of ourselves? Because the self-sacrifice mm-hmm. handbook says, and this all goes back to self-worth, self-sacrifice handbook says you have to basically give and give and give and give and then give some more. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, hey, wait, give some more, give more, no, give more. 
It, uh, you're laying on the ground and you're exhausted. That's okay. You can find more. Go ahead. Find more. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. In there. In there somewhere. I know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's, what's happened is we've learned to equate our um, equate our equate our value with how much we give. Right. Mm, right. So. That's why when you think, you know, part of the reason why you, you're like, if I'm not giving, then I'm not valuable. Right. And we have our whole sense of worth comes from how much we give. And then we become martyrs and victims and resentful and all that stuff. It's why we can't rest because if we're not giving, you know, it's either giving or doing one of the two things that we, we think that our value comes from. So mm-hmm. I, really had to, I really had to work both the giving and the doing and, and attach myself worth from those. And so some of the practices that I did, and I still do this one almost every morning, and, and, I, and I invite you all to try this, is imagine, you may want to close your eyes, imagine yourself laying in bed tomorrow morning. So you're laying in bed and you're sleeping, 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 sleeping. And then, oh, wait, oh, and side note, it's, Lauren, do you have a, an alarm clock that goes biz, 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 biz? It, um, it's, it's my phone that vibrates. It vibrates. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's my request of everyone listening, and you too, Lauren, is to find a way to wake up to love, to love start your day. So no vibrating, no zzz, anything that's like zzz is like is not good love start day. To find okay. something, like on my phone, I play the harp. So something that like invites you into and opens up the space versus vibrates you into the space. Um, So if you have an alarm clock, notice alarm clock, you're waking up alarmed. Get rid of that and either use your iPhone and have nice music or a CD player, a CD alarm clock, you know, that's good too. But good music that's loving. My friend Christine Carlson, who writes the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books, she always says the way you start your day is the way you live your day. Start your day in stress, mm. live your day in stress. So, so true. Yes. So that's, that's, that's a little side tip. Um, and so what happens? Okay, so go back into your beds. Okay, everyone go back into your beds. Close your eyes. Okay. Sleeping, sleeping. Oh. And you wake up. You open your eyes. Your heart opens. You look around. Now I want you to close your eyes immediately. Put your hand on your heart. Take a breath in. And ask yourself, almost like you're sticking a dipstick into your energy tank, on a scale of 1 to 100, where's your energy at right now? Mm. What's, what's the level that your energy tank is at? And here's a self-love, self-care branch rule. Never serve from the reserves. Mm. Never serve from the reserves. So if you get a number, 75 or higher, you're doing really good. Like you're, 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 you're great, you're good, you got, you got enough, you're good. If you're between 50 and 75, you definitely need to fill up. Mm. And I'll tell you what you need to do to do that in a second. If you're below 50, you're serving from your reserves. If you're below 25, you should seriously suck, chuck yourself into a self-care hospital. 
Well, I am not kidding. You're probably <laughs> sucking off your adrenals, and you need to go. Like, right. Do not pass go. Go straight to um, you know somewhere for three days and don't talk to anybody. Like, <laughs> not kidding. Like, danger, danger, danger. Will Robinson and your inner wisdom will tell you the number. Like, it won't lie. It might not talk to you at first if you've not been talking to your inner wisdom for some time. If you keep doing it, eventually, and I get a number, boom, you know, right away every day because I do this because I'm committed to making sure I'm not serving for my reserves. Right. So if you find yourself, you know, between 50 and 75 or, you know, God help you, below 50 and you're, you're just working on, you know, like getting to that place where you're not going to serve from your reserves anymore, I want you to clo- keep your eyes closed. Go ahead and close your eyes again. And ask your inner wisdom and yourself this question from that place of being a best friend to yourself. And this is a question I ask myself every morning. What do I need? And it goes right back to the feminine superpowers. What do mm. I need to receive today? Mm. What do I need to receive today? And just notice that question is all about shifting that dynamic of self-worth from not how much you give, just, but how much you give and receive. What if you valued yourself based on how much you both gave and received? Mm. And if you don't ask yourself what you need, you're not going to get it. I'll tell you that right now. I love that, like valuing, valuing or looking at your self worth and valuing, valuing. I can't talk right now. <laughs> valuing yourself um, from how you, how much you give and you receive. I love that. Yes, there's a. This is um, in the one of the the nighttime practices I do. And before I, I'll tell you this practice in a second, but I want to just underscore self care by definition. The way I define it is giving yourself what you need, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself what you need, no matter what. And in in the book, Madly in Love with Me, I actually define self care, self compassion. Like I, because the, the the dictionary is like whacked. So I just mm-hmm. you know created. <laughs> my own definitions to give some some some, of, some truth to it um and at night what i do and this is another way to, to sort of shift your self-worth is i instead of like looking at like what are the things i did today i ask myself this question did i serve others well today did i serve myself well today hmm. did i love others well today did i love myself well today and if the answer was yes to those questions, then I know that I lived a great life that wow. day. And if not, then mm-hmm. it can be like, oh, okay, like, like what was keeping me from giving love? What was keeping me from giving love to others? What was keeping me from giving love to myself? Not beating myself up about it, but getting curious about what was keeping me from doing those things. And, and that would create a completely different life by starting your morning with love practice like you just talked about and then ending reflecting on how the day went i mean just a simple morning and nighttime ritual like that would create a whole different life uh yes I, I'm, I'm a testament because <laughs> that's what i mean i'm a walking talking self-love practice you know i practice everything on myself before i i, I unleash it on anyone else and yeah. you know it has and and it's it's you all we all know what to do to take care of ourselves. We all know these things. However, it's really this deep seated underlying beliefs that are running us that we have no idea. 
and that's, you know, for me, that's why I do so much of the work with the inner critic and the inner mean girl, because you can't even get to your inner wisdom mm-hmm. when the inner mean girl's there. You know, we got to yeah. get the inner critic, the inner mean girl, like, got to move her aside, and that's where the feminine superpowers comes in. Because that's all about listening to your inner wisdom. Your inner wisdom is exactly what you need, when you need it, how you need it, and she'll give it to you. She'll be mm-hmm. that. She'll be that best friend to you. That and, and, and that's the thing that was interesting when I was picking a, um, a subtitle for the book, and my editor and I were talking, and we you know kind of came up with this idea of, um, I'm like, it's like being a best friend to yourself, and it's like right. you know we all know how to be good friends to other people, so what if you just took that same thing you already know how to do, be good mm-hmm. friends to other people, but you did it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in the, that's like in the moment when you're, like, you know, all messed up and you can't figure it out or you don't know what to do or you're feeling stressed or feeling whatever, just stop. Close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, and say, gosh, if I was my best friend right now, what would I tell myself? Mm-hmm. That's a huge, that's a powerful self-love tic-tac, everyone. Put that yeah. down, write that down. If I was gonna, yeah. if I was my it best friend, what would I say to myself? Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. We all know how to be a friend. We've all had best friends. And just look at how that played out. I and mean, what did you do in those situations? Okay, don't just do it for yourself. When you forget all these little tips we're talking about, just think about how, what you would do for your best friend. Exactamundo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you listeners, we are talking to Christine. Is it Arillo or Arilo? How do you pronounce it? It is Arilo, A-R-Y-L-O. That's okay. Well, great, good to know at the end of the show. Christine Arilo. <laughs> um, and uh, we're talking about Madly in Love with Me, her amazing, fabulous book. I highly suggest all of you guys go and read the book. It's wonderful. And I'm going to open up the phone line for just a few minutes. If you guys want to call in and ask a question, the number is 818 818- Four nine five six nine one nine eight one eight four nine five six nine one nine. So phone lines are open. Christine, what other little uh, gems can you uh, leave with us? What are some other things you love about your book, or what are what are some things you wish all women knew? You kind of lead lead the way. Well, I, you know, I think one of the um, one of the things that I would really say to everyone out there listening, and this is a big reason why. Not only did I write the book, because Manly in Love with Me is a book, but it's actually more than that. It's a full-on self-love movement that I started six years ago when I left my corporate job because I really looked at myself, I looked at the people I loved, I looked at my goddess daughters, and I was like, holy freaking moly, like if we do not, <laughs> we don't learn to love ourselves and really get what that means instead of just like, oh, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. Like we're going to continue to create these little achievement junkies and these little doing addicts and watching my little you know, goddess daughters at seven and eight develop these comparison queens. And I'm like, we have to, we, we have to shift this. We have to shift mm-hmm. this. It's our generation's. This is our work, ladies. This is our work. I talked to Gloria. I got to head one to Gloria Steinem, you know, who's one of the leading feminists, and a couple months ago, and I was like, uh, Gloria, can you explain to me, like, why we all are all running around like super women, and, like, why we think this is sustainable, <laughs> you know? And she's like, oh, Christine, that was never the message. The message was, you have to make choices. The message is, yes, be confident. You can do anything, but you cannot do everything. You have to make choices. And I'm like, oh, we did not get that message. We did not get that memo. Somehow it got cut off. And I'm like, what do you want me to go out there and tell women? What do you think I should say? She's like, tell them to get mad. <laughs> and, and, like, to me, the way I translated that is, like, it is freaking ridiculous 
that we live our lives this way, going around thinking that other women don't feel the way that we do. They all do. I tell you, I've talked to over 22,000 women about their inner critics. They all got them, every single one of them, even the prettiest ones, even the most successful ones monetarily. We all have them. Mm-hmm. And if we just stop pretending that we didn't have them, maybe we could all stand together in solidarity and say, you know what, this way of living is freaking unsustainable. It's, 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 it's ruining our health. It's creating children who are having stress symptoms that usually only before 55-year-old men had. Like, what is going on? We're not doing this anymore for ourselves, for our family, for anyone. Enough is enough because you know what? We are enough. Mm, and mm. that is what I'm talking about. I am talking about creating a self-love revolution that has the power to shift the way that we value ourselves as a people. And that's mm. going to start with how you value yourself inside because your children will watch you and nobody else. Right. And even if you don't have kids, you are, you are a mentor to other people. And you have to start it first inside yourself. So I invite mm. you all to join me. I call us Team Love. We're a bunch of love ambassadors. And every month for the rest of this year, we're going to pick one branch of self-love, and we're going to focus on that branch and making it real in our lives. And we're going to blog on it and Facebook on it and tweet on it. And imagine, like, if for the whole month of March, for example, we're all talking about self-compassion and what it is and how you do it and what makes it real, that if we did that, like, how much more compassion we would generate for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then next month we'll do self trust. And like and then so if you want to join us for that, you can like join up. All I have to do is go to jointeamlove.com and we have over a thousand ambassadors right now from around the world. And like I am not kidding, like we're gonna make this change because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm. And parents can do it with their kids and just have it be like a whole self love family endeavor. Yeah, it was Brilliant. just in Austin and I had a whole family come to one of my workshops. It was awesome. So great. For you guys who are on the switchboard who'd like to ask a question, go ahead and press 1, and I can bring you on the air. I see a couple of you guys on there. So press 1, and I can bring you on if you'd like to ask a question or just leave a comment or anything that you're getting out of this. We'd love to hear from you. Wow, that's super inspiring. And um, so what's what's on the horizon um, next? So you have a – what are some of the events that you're going to be doing where people can, can join in person? Well, um, come, 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 come to the East Coast and come to Kripalu Retreat Center in the Berkshires of Massachusetts if you want to inform, reform your inner critics, your inner mean girls. Amy and I are doing inner mean girl reform school live in person for the first time ever. We've never done it in person, so we're going to kick some, we're going to love some inner mean girls to death, and that'll be in mid-April. And you can find out more about that at innermeangirlreformschool.com. Um, I'm heading to the East Coast for six weeks, and I'll be there speaking in all kinds of different places. And then I'll be in Vancouver and Portland and Seattle and Boise and who knows where. And you can find out more about that at my website, which is chooseselflove.com. That's the um, main self-love hub, if you will. And you can go there and find out um, all about my events and everything like that. And then if you're a woman who's interested in feminine superpowers, um, I invite you to, to consider um, finding out more about the Golden Circle, which is the nine-month feminine superpower program that I do. And you can find out more about that at innerwisdomgoldencircle.com. Cool. And then is that in person or is that over the phone? or how is That, that work? is two retreats, including the Kripalu retreat, which you get as a bonus. And then we have a retreat in Calistoga in July. And then um, the remainder of it happens um, via technology. Mm-hmm. So your hubby, does he travel with you? He does. He, about three years ago, we made an intention that we could run our business from anywhere in the world, and um, we emancipated him from his corporate gig about a year ago. 
<laughs> oh, that sounds so fun. So yeah, we're 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 living our dream. Wow, that's great. Well, um, I see all all you guys on the switchboard, and no one is having the courage to to, to <laughs> ask a question. So last last call for callers. Um, eight one eight four nine five six nine one nine, and we will uh, get you on for the last few minutes here. Um, Christine, any parting words? Any last last little tidbits? You're, you're full of gems. <laughs> um, just remember, it comes comes down to this: choose to be your own best friend. Do exactly what your best friend would say. Do what your best friend would tell you to do, and form that relationship with yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's really been a, a gift having you on the show. So thank you for taking your time and, and being here with us. It's really great. It was my pleasure to be here and just sending much love to everyone. Well, you have. So where do you live now? Are you on the East Coast? Where are you right now? Um, I'm in I'm in I'm in San Francisco. Oh, okay, so you're West Coast right now. Cool. Awesome. Well, you enjoy the rest of your evening, Christine. It's been wonderful. I hope to meet you in person sometime soon. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. All right, you too. Much love, everyone. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye bye. All right, y'all, that is the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. It looks like uh, we just had a couple people who wanted to ask a question. Sorry, you guys. It's, we ran out of time, so um have to be a little quicker next time. <laughs> um, but hopefully we can have Christine back on the show at some point. Um, next week's show, I'm going to be talking to Dr. Daniel Chong about lab testing that you can do at home. So we're going to teach you the different tests you can do, what they mean, and actually what you can do about it. So it'll be really fun and very empowering show, so check out next week. Enjoy the rest of the week, you guys. I hope you really take a lot of these things to heart that we talked about on the show tonight. You are all incredible. You're all so amazing. And we all have the same voice that's telling us we're not this, that, and, and that enough. And so I, I get the same thing. And I really just um, just encourage you just to take this plunge into developing a, a stronger and more loving relationship with yourself because, you know, you're with yourself for life. So might as well enjoy who you are and the unique gifts that you have and nobody else has to give. So I love you all, and um, I'm going to be taking this stuff to heart for myself as well. So got to walk the talk. Enjoy the rest of your night, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.